Welcome to Happy Hour, a work, <laughs> culture, and lifestyle show. I nailed it. She did it. I nailed it. Uh, welcome back to the show, everybody. We're your hosts. I'm Brittany Bowering. And I'm Penny Blackmore. We couldn't be happier to have you with us. Today, we have a really fun and exciting, sun-filled episode for you. Ba-ba-da-ba-ba! If you like this show, this episode, or any episode before, there are 76 other episodes. You can um, subscribe to our podcast and maybe tell one of your BFFs about it. Mm. Or your worst enemies. Yes. Make their whole day. Kill them with kindness. Exactly. (laughs) Or find the episode that you find most annoying and send that one to them. Oh, that's a good one. I I uh, rewatched, I re-listened to an episode, an old episode the other day a pre-pandemic, which you've been talking oh, about, yeah. a pre-pandemic episode, episode 46 or something. And it's like a gab fest where we're just talking about nonsense and it's so fun. And Good. I was like, oh, those were the days. Yeah, we're so fancy free back in those days. Oh my God, no worries. <laughs> yeah, we're like, we went on a holiday. We had fun. Yeah. We went it, to a restaurant. Honest to Pete. But it was. But Merkel fun. has a plan, Brit. I'm so happy there's a plan. Mutti has a plan. In case you don't know, people in Germany call Angela Merkel, who is our chancellor and queen. Yes. It, it, you know, like not queen. real queen, yeah. but like queen. <laughs> <laughs> but um, she, we call her Mutti, which means mummy. It's hilarious. Which is very Freudian. It's really weird. Yeah. yeah. It's but like, would I'm we call a male chancellor? Papa? I mean, I Wait, what are they, this? What like do they a, call their dad? If I have a good father figure in my life, like that I don't know, yeah. I call him daddy. I'm like, yes, daddy. <laughs> <laughs> I don't know how I feel about that, to be yeah. totally honest. It's meant to be perverted. Yeah, it, it sounds like it. So good, as long as it's on point. Um, yes, so she has a plan finally. It's, I'll tell you right now, it's complicated, it's yeah. long, and there are a lot of stipulations, yeah. but there's a plan. Yeah, like if you need to understand, if you so Angela Merkel has a PhD in quantum physics and you will also need a PhD in quantum <laughs> physics to understand this plan, but um, that's okay. I'm just waiting for other people to tell me what's going on yeah. and I'll I just sent follow you a pretty. Lead. I sent you a pretty you did. You good did. article that broke it down pretty well, although Thanks, of course Brit. it's super complicated. But, you know, we might, we might even have some restaurants... I mean, to sit outside at, uh, which I, is better than sitting in a park, uh, by, you know, like mid to late March. Oh so my God. That's kind of crazy. I just want to drink at other places. Yes. I want to have a beverage in a place that is not my home nor your home. Yeah. <laughs> All right? I know. I like your home and I, I like, like my it. friends' homes. Yes. But I also loved like, yeah, anyway, we'll stop complaining. Exactly. Let's stop yeah. complaining. You're right. You're because right. Because I'll tell you what, Britt, I'm just going to tell you how I am without you even asking. Give I'm it, not even going to ask how you are. <laughs> but- Basically, first of all, today, guys, I went for a run. I'm not going to make a huge deal of it, but I did do that. And then um, Jed and I went to Frisher Paradise, mm-hmm. which is the best supermarket in... It's like Whole Foods in for, for Germany, right? Okay. I would say it's even a little more upmarket than Ooh, Whole Foods. Ooh, okay, cool. Like it's a bit more fancy. Right, okay. Um, and it's like we spent 100 euros there. Oh, nice. We spent 8 euros on preserved lemons for a recipe. Oh, my yeah. God. Yeah. I couldn't believe it when Jed put it in the trolley. I was like, all right, we're living. We're like, we're, we're doing living. it. We're going wild. It seems a bit excessive. Yeah. 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 
Um, and then we rode our bikes there and back. And one of the ways there, it involves an incline. So I got yet even more exercise. Whoa. I reckon my thighs are going to hurt tomorrow. That's and too then much. I went to the supermarket and got like so many amazing flowers because spring has sprung. Yeah, the flower situation right now is epic. I fully walked in, saw the display, and I was like, <gasps> one thing I love about living in Europe and this is going to be very different for me and you, but mm-hmm. flowers in Canada are so expensive. Like Really? So expensive. Yeah. If you get a bouquet, like here, you'd get a bouquet that's like 15 euros or you go to your market flower guy mm-hmm. um, in Boxy, in the Boxy markets. Penny has a, a flower guy, her, yeah. her guy. He's my guy, okay. He's her Hands off. Guy. And um, and you can, you'd spend like 20 euros there. Yeah. And you get like a substantial oh, amount you'll, of flowers. You'll get a, a couple, you'll get enough for like two or three vases. Yeah. Yeah. Like a huge amount. You go to Canada and you go to a fl- like a flower shop, any flower shop, run of the mill, you know, and you have to spend $50 <gasps> to get a pretty small bouquet. Rude. Yeah. I hate that. I mean, you can get supermarket flowers, you know, then they're a little bit cheaper or whatever. But if you go, I remember going there and wanting to bring like my aunt a bouquet of flowers or something. And I went to a store, you know, and they're, you know, they're like, how much do you want to spend? And I was like, oh, I don't know, like 30 or, you know, and then they're like, oh, well, <laughs> okay, that's well, not going to happen here. bunch of yeah. West African grass. Exactly. <laughs> Take this grass and give me your $30. Yeah. But I mean, of course, anyways, it's very upsetting. But here, I always have flowers because it's really affordable. Love that. But the one thing is, okay, so my flower habit is funny because it's like that during like, I'd say December, January, February, mm-hmm. sometimes even November, you're really only getting roses, which right. are shipped from Kenya, apparently. Okay. And then you're getting tulips, maybe. Yes. And that's basically it. Yeah, and sometimes yeah. you'll get a carnation. Even tulips are are hard to come by before yeah. it's spring. Because when it's spring, it's like that's all you can find are yeah. tulips. But. Yeah. But in Australia, it's like year-round cornucopia oh of my like… God, yeah. The, like Australian flowers are better. They're, they're also kind of expensive. Um, but they're but yeah. really special. Yeah. They're yeah. not like your run-of-the-mill, you know. They're flipping phenomenal. And yeah. they're also like really good quality, like big, bright, crazy. But anyway, the point is, so there's like three months of the year where I can't get the flowers that I want. So the entire rest of the months. year, yeah. I'm like, well, you know, I won't be able to get these. So I may as well the get excuse. them now. I'm like, ooh, peonies. And so I'm well, just like, to have I'm just binging peonies for like, oh, you know, for like four months, spending that. 40 bucks a month or 40 bucks a week or whatever. And I'm just like, I have a, I have a flower habit. It's, it's serious. Across, in all flower shops right now, it's like lilies, right? Have you noticed that? Like lilies are Ooh. everywhere. And I got from my market flower person, which is not as cool as Penny's because like they don't <laughs> know me there or anything. They're also um, a black market kind they of They are place. kind of black market. <laughs> yeah, they were doing it like illegally when you weren't supposed to be selling flowers, I think. Anyways, whatever. So, but I got these two like, um, Stange, what's uh, in like English? A, like a branch? Branch, yeah. Uh, yeah, exactly. Mm. Of lilies. Mm. Five euros each, but Ooh, they're like, they have like bad. eight Heaps of lilies blooms. on each and of them. And they last forever. And they, they, and they smell for a week so and good. <laughs> my boyfriend was like, this is a little aggressive. Yeah. Because of the, the scent has fill, filled our entire apartment. Yeah, it's, it's actually a lot. Yeah, It is a lot. Yeah. I actually kind of feel like one stalk is enough of it lilies. Is. It but, is. But you know. But I've got two, all right? Yeah. 
And I'm all right with it. Go wild. I went wild. So let's talk about you, Britt. Oh, gosh. How are you going? There's not much to talk about, Penn. Okay. I just, um, I mean, I've got things to talk about. So you you better keep listening because I've got some really fun. I There's not a lot going <laughs> on in my life. So, you know, I've made sure I have a lot to share about Beautiful. external things. Compensate, things. baby. I'm compensating, exactly. Yeah. Um, yeah, no, I've just been uh, feeling a little bit un- motivated. Oh yeah. As Me of late, too. which I think is totally normal and pretty much everybody I talk to is feeling that way. Mm-hmm. Um so one thing I guess that's new that's kind of cool. I don't know, this isn't cool. But I <laughs> it's not let's be honest, it's not cool. Um but I've just been trying to uh go easier on myself when it comes to everything actually. I'm so, I'm so glad you said that because I was like I hope cuz Britt and I were talking the other day and she said something that I was like, I hope you talk about this on the podcast because I personally really needed to hear that. Yeah. Um, so maybe this is in one of your sections. It is. I'm going to okay, dive cool. a little deeper We'll dive, into we'll dive that. deeper. Yeah. Um, but otherwise, you know, today it's sunny out. I'm feeling good. It's Friday. It's amazing what Friday can do for your oh. motivation. <laughs> All about it. Isn't that funny? Yeah. I'm like, I'm so motivated. Like yeah. not to work, of course, but just to live life. Yeah. You know? I think after this, we should um, go to the park. <laughs> Yeah. And sit in the sunshine. Yeah, it's gorgeous out there. It's only like, it's a few degrees, Seven but degrees. it's like fine. Although yeah. I was on my bike this morning and I'm still in that zone where I'm like, you know, look at this sunshine. Yeah. And I'm nearly walking out this out the door in like a long sleeve t-shirt and a corduroy jacket. And Absolutely. Jed's like, can't find my gloves. And I'm like, you're going to wear gloves? And he's like, it's one degree outside. Yeah, and I'm like, like oh. Thinking? And then I get on my bike and when the, the wind, wind is in your face... Ooh, frosty. It's really chilly. Yeah, yeah. You got to be careful with that. Yeah, I'm yeah. so Australian in weather like this. I'm like, I see sun, henceforth, Therefore, bikini. Yeah. <laughs> Work. <laughs> I'm actually going to do a little bit of a, I'm going to throw you for a little bit of a loop here. Ooh, mama. The, the kind of, the thing that we were just talking about in the intro, I'm going to talk about that later. Okay, in a different great. segment. Willy-nilly. Because I let's thought be you honest. were going to do like some kind of acrostic poem or something. <laughs> I'm like, yeah. Hear ye, hear ye. Okay, that's, that's, that's nothing to do with anything. I'm sorry. I am in a bit of a weird mood. Okay. So I read, someone shared on LinkedIn recently. By the way, I've been trying to avoid a lot of social media the past few days uh-huh. just because that's what I do when I'm feeling anxious. Mm-hmm. Um, but I did go on LinkedIn and someone shared this article that I think is many, many years old, I think. But it was great. And it was about how uh, how great it is for people to be late bloomers in their <gasps> careers. Yes. Let's cheers our waters. Yeah, right? I'm I, such a late bloomer. I don't know if you are though. I am. I'll tell you why. Because it, yeah, I am. You bloomed late, but then you grew fast or whatever. Like, you know what I mean? But so, I'm blooming. That's what I'm doing. I'm blooming, you're blooming, but I did it late. Like, I only really got a career when I was like 30 years old. Okay, fair enough. Okay. So this is what was really interesting about this. is So this is an article from um, Harvard Business Review. Love it. And basically— Credibility. <laughs> I mean, that's what I'm all about, right? Yeah. yeah. Here we go. With Credible ladies. Um, it was about basically the idea that— which, which I think we all can very much recognize in our lives, I'm sure. The whole pressure, right? Coming out of high school, going into university, choosing what you're supposed to do for the rest of your life mm. in university when you're 18 and you don't know what 
like life what even life is. is. Yeah. Yet. So you choose what you're going to do for the rest of your life. Then you're like, if you do it all kind of by the book, which I didn't really, and neither did you, but mm-hmm. like, if you do it by the book, you're 23 ish and you start your first job, career focused mm-hmm. job, right? Mm-hmm. And then you're working your way. And then by the time you're like 29 or 30, you're kind of like, like this is what they're seeing happening so much is that people stop and they're like, wait a second. Yeah. <laughs> is this what I want to be doing right now? Or is yeah. this what I want to be doing for the rest of my life? I'm so confused. And it's it's uh, it's this funny thing where we pressure people into, you know, young people into figuring out what they want to do and getting a hold of their life before they even know anything about themselves, you know? So mm. this whole idea of, I mean, my my parents were very concerned that I wasn't going to go to university because I took like a little break between. Yeah. And they were so worried Freaking that I would, yeah, yeah, that I would like really get used to life as, you know, a working person and making, yeah. you know, blah, blah, blah. So they were really concerned that I wouldn't go back. Of course, I always wanted to go to university, so I ended up going back. Um, but I still think I went back a little too early, to be honest, because yeah. I just took something randomly that people told me, hey, you should take that. You'd be good at that. And I didn't know really what it was mm. or whether I wanted to do it or not. Um, yeah, and then I feel like I kind of did that thing where I just sort of, like, fell through my career for the first, you know, until basically I was— yeah, probably third, well, late 20s, mm. like 28, mm. 29, where I feel like I felt like I was actually finding my footing. And this this article is just talking about how they really, we really should support people in their early 20s exploring more, totally traveling more, mm. you know, doing these things in order for them to actually uncover what they want to do so that they don't end up in their late 30s or early 40s quitting their job and becoming a sommelier, you know? Because yeah. <laughs> they realize why that's their passion. Right too. Of course that's okay. But the yeah. thing is, I think it's more about, it's less about like, you You can totally make heaps of mistakes and like kind of, kind of pursue a direction that doesn't make sense for you. Mm-hmm. But I think there's a lot of pressure to have this sort of nonstop list of achievements. It's like yes. leave school, go to university, get a really good degree, get do the masters, and then go immediately into the right job. Yes. And like, and I think there's also a lot of pressure to have an idea of what you want to do. And I think that what we have in common is that we might have been like around the age of thirty before we even had an idea. Yeah, like we were doing stuff. Yeah, but there was no direction. There was no clarity on like what that meant for exactly. our longer term. And and even now, like, I don't think either of us are like, oh, well, I've decided what I'm going to do forever. No, um, definitely not. But yeah, I mean, like, I couldn't agree more. And I think we also have a really irritating obsession with youth. Like, yes, that's what this article talks about as well. It's like these, so this, like, immature. The, yeah, like the young, successful person. Everybody, yeah. it's like success. Youngest ever, this yeah. or that. Success, and it's like, under 30, like person under 30, mm. under 40. It's like always obsessed with these young achievers. Mm. And that puts so much pressure on us to jump in to things too quickly, yeah. obviously. Yeah. yeah, that's what this touched on that I totally forgot to mention and I knew you'd love yeah. because this whole obsession with, yeah, like, oh, he was a millionaire by the time he was 25. Yeah. Whoa! You know, it's like, who cares? Yeah, and also can I just say, like, as someone who has achieved one of their life goals when I was 20, so I was like, I was a kid, I wanted to go to the Olympics and I achieved that goal and I ticked it off the list it's actually not all it cracks up to be. And a lot of people will tell you this because what happens is you're like, oh, I achieved that goal. I had all this forward momentum in my life. I was so excited about this thing and now it's happened. 
and now what? Yeah. And now you feel like everything else doesn't really live up to that kind of like magnitude. Totally. Um, so, yeah, I mean, like we we have it all wrong, basically. 100%. <laughs> it's like completely wrong. And like some of the most inspiring and interesting people I know are typically, you know, they've had a real mess of a life, you know, it, mm-hmm. but not in a bad way, more in a an uncondoned by adults way. It's like, oh, they traveled a lot and they did lots of random things things and and they did a degree that had nothing to do with any kind of like solid career or, Mm -hmm. and then they faffed around and eventually found their path. And and they were just really curious about the whole thing. So yeah, amen. And honestly, that really ties perfectly into my little guy. I was just really excited about that article. I'm going to share it in the show notes and you can read it if you want, because it made so many great points. Just makes you feel good about where you are in your life, basically at any age. Mm. It's like, it's all good, man. Yeah, And the totally. people who are youngest, who are like the young successful people, it's, I mean, I, I'm sorry to say, but they're, like you said, they're not usually the happiest, let's be yeah. honest. Yeah. So, no, I know that's a bit of a dark thing to say, but it is kind of true. It's not like we want them to be unhappy. No, it's no. just that like it does it's not gonna guarantee happiness to have this doesn't. like very rigid path for yourself. Yeah. Um, okay, well that is really interesting because over to you. <laughs> um, as we've said a couple of times on this episode and the last episode and for the last whole pandemic, <laughs> we're both feeling a little undermotivated. Mm-hmm. And I read a book, um, that really got me super excited. It was very inspiring. Um, And so I thought I'd share share it with you all. It's called, Who Thought This Was a Good Idea? And Other Questions You Should Have have Answers to When You Work in the White House. Sorry, I can't read out loud. (laughs) That was perfect. Anyway, it's it's something about working in the White House. And it's by um, the former White House Deputy Chief of Staff, Alisa Mastro-Monaco. I did say that right. Bravo. Now, I don't know Chief why. Chief for Barack Obama, we should yes, say. Yes, for Barack Obama. Sorry. No, Not the other guy. The other one. Not a little turnip head over there. <laughs> um, anyway, so she, like, uh, it's funny that you mentioned youth because she is young. She's like one of the youngest, yada, yada. Mm-hmm. But also she's a woman. Like there's so many pictures in this book of her being the only woman in the room. Fascinating. Um, and what I absolutely loved about this book was that I found it had that element of re- relatability because she didn't go to an Ivy League school. Mm. She didn't even do, like, she kind of did a major in Japanese and, like, she had no idea what she was doing in university. Then she got all these very random jobs, right? Like, she mm. worked at Sotheby's. She worked wow. at, um, she was about to become an executive assistant for a guy who works uh, running a rubber business. Like mm. she had very gl- unglamorous, some of them were unglamorous, but random jobs. Mm-hmm. And then she basically um, volunteered on a Bernie Sanders campaign and did like a summer there when she was quite young. Mm-hmm. And she was like, that was the most exciting thing I've ever done. And she realized it kind of like lit a flame in her. Right. And so she kind of pursued politics as a career and ended up working for Barack Obama and she's met the Pope and the Queen and like Bruce Springsteen rang her on her birthday because Barack Obama asked him to. What? Like she's a fucking huge deal. And then she leaves. This is not a spoiler, by the way. She Once she finishes working in the White House, um, because working in the White House is like one of the most high-stress So people typically only last three years, apparently. Yeah. Um, So when she finishes working in the White House, she then moves to Vice, um, you know, Vice magazine and so on. And she becomes their chief operating officer. And it just like, 
It made me really excited because I was like, I love how diverse her experience is and how she's always like, she's like, I did, you know, like I worked at Sotheby's Real Estate as an assistant to some guy. I learned everything about real estate. And then when I'm in a room full of dudes and I don't know what to talk about, I'm like, well, where are you thinking of buying? You know, Mm -hmm. like she has like all these great small talk things that I thought were so useful. Yeah. Um, She's also got loads of lessons in the book for women, for people who want to be leaders, how to manage your money. Like it's a super practical book, actually. I'm excited. It's like a career, a career woman book. Awesome. Um, And she also like kind of talks about like some of the key lessons. Um, And at the end of the book, she talks about kindness as like one of the most important things. She's like, I'm not always nice, but I'm kind. Mm. Like at the bottom of it, I'm Mm -hmm. kind. Mm Um, and I just like, I churned through it. I read it in a day. I was like, so excited. Like all the stories are crazy. Yeah. Like her lifestyle is crazy. And yeah. she's she's a messy person, you know? Right, yeah. She's kind of a messy person. Like she'll scream at her husband, you know, at their wedding or something. Right. <laughs> and then have to apologize later. I like her very much. Yeah. yeah. And I'm like so relatable. I freaking love this. <laughs> so I can't wait for you all to read it. I highly recommend it. It's all about just being a real person and putting everything into something and and pursuing your dreams. Oh, isn't that nice? Love it. And um, I've got some, oh yeah. And she's also very self-aware, which I think is super important. She's had a very random career. I'm just going through my notes. (laughs) She's, she's, um, talks a lot about being prepared and how key it is to like, just, you know, she knows she's going on a helicopter and she knows she gets, she's afraid of heights. So she has like three plastic bags in her pocket just in case she vomits. (laughs) You know, just little things like that. Um, she's also got a way to um, assess risks in terms of like personal risk and reputational risk and financial risk and mm-hmm. like how to think about those things. And then finally, there's a really good anecdote around um, she she is asked, um, she's given a career opportunity by like a famous politician and all the vibes she gets it's like the perfect job for her mm-hmm. and she's really excited about the politician, but all the vibes she gets are completely wrong. Mm. She's late. Uh, the guy is late to the meeting. He's checking his BlackBerry the whole time. He can't answer certain questions, blah, blah, blah. And she's mm-hmm. like, I'm going to have to turn this down. Yeah. And she kind of feels humiliated about it and it's like such a good anecdote because it's like listen to those instincts. Yeah. It's so important. Yeah. And then she goes on to do something that really, you know, I think she was happy with. So, yeah. Cool. I'll put the link in the show notes. Perfect. Yeah. I'm taking your copy when I leave here. Don Tootin. <laughs> culture. I'm so excited about my culture. Please, piece. you go first because I don't know what I'm going to talk about. Okay, perfect. <laughs> we could probably just riff on this. Okay, it's great. So, good. <laughs> so, as you probably already know, um, and I know that Penny knows, um, Germans love a good descriptive word. <gasps> yes. So, so good. Yeah, like the the German language is full of long, very specific words, mm. um, which I think is adorable. Like I can't count the, the many, how many times um, a German friend or my German boyfriend said, what do you call it when you're sitting at a table and you have a glass of water and you're drinking it and it's tasting really good? I know, right? You know what I mean? And you're I like, know, right? What are you talking? What no do you word call the steps just- that go into the cellar specifically? Yeah, <laughs> and you're right? like, that 
Steps. They're called <laughs> steps. Exactly. It's like they, they have a word for absolutely everything. So you might not be surprised by the fact that during this last year of COVID <gasps> pandemic times, Tell me. 1,200 new German words have been created. <laughs> <laughs> Isn't that incredible? Bring it on. So um, some of my favorite ones. Well, okay. So there's, so basically they have like, <laughs> In this article, there's actually several articles about this because it's it's been a basically uh, they've been studying the germ how the German language has been changed changing over the past year because of this massive you know thing that happened to mm-hmm. everyone. So, um, but there's like there's a word for everything. There's a word for feeling like tired because of Corona is mm. Corona Muda. So oh, I'm like cute. Corona tired, you know. <laughs> and then like they they even have they've coined a word overzoomed. Like oh. in <laughs> Uberzoomed? No, but it's actually just in English, overzoomed. Oh, cute. I'm o- ich bin overzoomed. Like, oh, how adorable. Cute. And then the, the having a beer at a safe social distance is called an Abstandsbier. <gasps> Isn't that adorable? Oh, my God. So, Abstand means to like stay at, an, at a good distance. <laughs> so, basically, the, the article itself is like adorable and hilarious uh-huh. because it's these German researchers who are talking about, you know, they're like, when new things happen in the world, we always look for a name for them, like as Germans, oh you know? God, I mean, and people, cute. I guess people, but I think Germany is very specific when it mm. comes to this, you know? So, but they do talk about, which kind of interesting, that things that don't have a name can cause people to feel like more fearful and more insecure. So it's like, once you give something a name, then it becomes real and less intangible unknown exactly mm, interessant um, yeah very so yeah so during the pandemic 1200 <laughs> new words there's uh i love this one todeskuchen which one what is kiss that kiss of death oh, a frightening know, word yeah. for a friendly kiss on the cheek <laughs> you know what my favorite one actually is oh my god tell list? me it's called fuss grus which so grus means like to um to like say hello to someone. Uh-huh. And because during COVID, people were doing that with their feet. So it was fuss, like fuss oh, So it's like a foot greeting. Oh my God. <laughs> that sounds hello. very strange. Yeah. I can't imagine what, yeah. If someone was like, let's do a foot greeting. I'd be like, hi foot. <laughs> I'd greet the foot. You would greet the foot. I'd be like, how's your little big toe down there? Oh my you God. You got a new toenail? So cute. So anyway, this article is a must read when you need just a little cheering up. Um, it's hilarious. Cute. And yeah, it's in The Guardian. It's in The National Post. It's like everywhere. Or The Washington Post. Sorry, not The National. The National Post is a, can- a Canadian thing. And it doesn't matter. It's okay. Um, so it, yeah. This article contains my favorite German word, which is schadenfreude. Damaged joy. Damaged. <laughs> but what does it have to do with, uh, what's the Corona version It says of it? down here, um, Germans also managed to succinctly describe some complex human oh, emotions. Right. Famous example include Weltschmerz, world weariness, yeah. zeitgeist, spirit of the time, and schadenfreude. Mm-hmm. It says joy in another's misfortune, but it literally translates to damaged joy. Sorry, yeah, that's right. You I, get that tattooed on my gravestone. Yeah. I love damaged joy. I yeah. can't enjoy real joy. I don't deserve it. It's so, <laughs> it's, uh, it's just... It like so that like Schadenfreude means that you are happy in someone else's. Yeah, uh, it's like when you watch damage. the Fire Festival documentary. Yes, Remember that fucking perfect. awful guy with that big cheesy grin, oh. and he was like spending all that money. I was just grinning throughout that whole 
movie, I was like, I know what's going to happen to you. <laughs> totally. Yeah. It was it's quite, all going to end. Quite sick, actually. Yeah, it is a bit. Yeah. It's a bit I of a... I should get a therapist. Yeah. <laughs> you know, exactly. Anyway, uh, so link in the show notes. Check that one out. Share it with your friends. I love Germany. I love Germany too. Lifestyle. <laughs> I wonder what the, what's a German word for that? Um, Lebenschaft. That's right. Sounds like Sorry to the Germans that are listening, and I got that wrong. Lebensmittel. But I think that is. <laughs> Just joking. Lebensmittel. What, 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 what have you got on your little list there, Britt? Well, I find lifestyle to be a funny topic when you have literally no lifestyle, mm-hmm. you know? So it's a tough one we to We can talk about broader about, trends you know? in the lifestyle <laughs> space. Exactly. Um, but this is more of, I wanted to just give a bit of a shout out to anybody who was feeling a little bit similar to how Penny and I were feeling earlier this week. We but we bonded over text, over our sort of shared... Um, uh, Weltschmerz. Uh, Weltschmerz, <laughs> that's it. World uh, pain corona or world muda. whatever. Yeah, exactly. Um, but I just wanted to say that like you cannot, it's not normal and no one is productive, creative, efficient, motivated, you know, um, doing their best all of the time. Everything is cyclical. Everything has ups and downs. I just know that for myself, I need to remind, I need to remind myself of that often because I think that the way that we see things right now are is through such a specific lens, you know, mostly through the media. And all we see are people doing great things, amazing. Oh my God, everybody's moving and shaking and making things happen. And when you're not, or when you feel like there's this, mm. like, you know, this block not not allowing you to, you know, be your best and do your best, it can be just so much more um, anxiety inducing, inducing yeah. than it needs to be. So I'm just saying, I just wanted to say, you know, that I think it's important that we all acknowledge that it's okay not to be productive all the time. It's okay yeah. to feel unmotivated. Like those are all normal feelings. Especially was, at this time. Oh my God, yes. Like I would feel, like I feel guilty most times when, if, I, if I'm, you know, in the afternoon, I have something that I need to do, but I'm just like, I cannot like I'm mm. sitting there and I'm just like, my brain's not focusing. I cannot do it. Yeah. Then I just feel guilty because I'm like, I could do this. And I have actually other things I could also do work-wise that would you know, move me closer to my goals, but I just can't do them. And then I feel guilty and then I feel anxious. And then it's this horrible, horrible yeah. cycle. So it's yeah. just really important to give yourself the permission. And so I just wanted to say that, you know, hey, you out there listening to this, you just, it's okay. If you it have a totally okay. slow week or a slow couple weeks or whatever, you know, mm, it's a good. slow couple of months. Oh, totally. Like, I had a nap yesterday because I was just staring at my computer screen and I'm like, I just can't. You know, there's yeah. feeling that moment when you're like, nothing about, I, I, I love all my clients, but you know, when you're like, I just can't make myself care about this for one second. Yes. And it was like cold. Yeah. I couldn't even be bothered reading a book. I just got in bed. Yesterday was a gray, gray. bleak <laughs> AF day. And it also, you know, I also I uh, I was like getting all of my joy through cookies. Yes, yes. So I was We've like, all been there. <laughs> I was like every day. So I'd make cookie dough every three days. 
I'd slice off some cookie dough. I'd put the cookies in the oven. I'd freshly bake them. Mm-hmm. I'd eat them. I'd be like, mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. it gave me like a little happiness every day. Yeah. And then I put on like 10 kilos. So now I can't have that, that many cookies anymore. So now it's just like I, I needed, yeah, I needed to have a nap. <laughs> yeah, yeah, exactly. That's what I do too when I feel unproductive and I'm unmotivated. I start baking, which is, <laughs> I mean, it's dangerous. It's a slippery slope. Yeah. Like I made an entire carrot cake last weekend and me and my boyfriend ate pretty much the entire thing. Yeah, well. It was delicious though. I don't regret it even for yeah, a second. Yeah, And also, um, what was I going to say about baking? Oh yeah, it got to a point where I was like, I'm just baking because I want to do it. <laughs> Yeah, I, I want to s- make these beautiful cookies yes. or something. And then I was giving them to other people. I'm like, take these home. Take those with Just you. throwing cookies at people. Yeah, it is It is amazing. Maybe we've already talked about this, but there's something so nice about doing something where you have a complete finished product at mm. the end and there was no screen involved. Yeah. Unless you're looking at the recipe on the screen, but that doesn't count. You know? No, I know. It's, it's all up here, Britt. Yeah, I know. You've got, got the go. cookie recipe yeah. by heart, which is hilarious Don to me. Don Yeah. Um, speaking of new lifestyle habits. Uh I've been trying to get myself to go for a run all week and I finally did it today. Yeah. I'm really proud of myself. I ran around the block. Yeah. Um, And I think I wanted to share... uh, (laughs) I love that we're just not going to address the fact that you ran around the block and you count that as a full run. But I, you know what I mean? I hate... But that's what I'm going to no, talk that's right, about. That's right. I'm happy. I'm really, no, I know. That was really, hey, me, my big PSA about like, it's okay to like small <laughs> And then you're steps, shaming me. And then I fully outwardly shamed you. But the thing is, to. okay, so listen, I've been listening to this book about laziness and right. I'm kind of hating it, but some of it is getting into my system because I think some of the stuff she says is like, basically you tell yourself you're lazy because you don't go for a run and you tell yourself, oh, I'm making all these excuses but you need to write down like what are the excuses and then what are the actual reasons. Like for me personally, my knees are an issue. So I was like, I love running. I'd love to go for a run, but I'll have sore knees for like three days. Yeah. So anyway, I've been doing some research on like how to get into running in a more healthy way because my problem was like I would not run for a year and then I'd get really excited. I'd put on like a really pumpy yes. song. Yeah. I'd strap myself in. I'd be like crop top, leggings, <laughs> sweatband. Full on. Full on. And I'd sprint out the door. <laughs> <laughs> and then people would see me running and I would feel like I needed to be running. Because you know that yes. feeling? There's two funny things in the world. One. If you're running, it's embarrassing to stop in front of someone. It really is. You've got to stop when no one's looking. Yeah. And start walking and be like, oh. So I just, (laughs) so I would just sprint past all these people. And then secondly, the other thing is it's embarrassing to turn around randomly. You don't want to, yeah. When you're walking with purpose and then you're like, shit, I'm going in the total wrong direction. And so you have to turn around. Sometimes I've like looped around the block just to avoid being seen turning around. (laughs) I have weird insecurities. But anyway, I was doing some research because I was like, I really like running. And I think if I do it less ridiculously this time, maybe it could be helpful. And so I read this thing and it was like, you've got to start by just literally running as far as you can. And the minute you get tired or puffed, you stop. Hmm. And that might be 20 meters. Yeah. So then you stop and then the next day you go a bit further and then the next day. So, so you're not blowing. You're not, blow, not blowing your load. Blowing your load. I did that three times today, funnily enough. 
<laughs> I had to lie down on the couch earlier because I was like, today I've ridden my bike. I've gone for a run. I went to a supermarket. I blowed my load. I've got to, <laughs> got to relax before Amazing. the podcast. Amazing. Um, yeah. So, I, I mean, like. It's I smart. Ju- yeah. Yeah. I was just like, Slow just. Step. And I, I had to also face the embarrassment of, because I didn't want to take my keys because they'd be jangling around in my pocket. Oh, yeah. mm-hmm. So I was like, Jed, will you let me back in? And he's like, yeah. And I, I'm like, I'm going to be like five minutes, okay? <laughs> don't, don't just hang around no, down judge. here. Yeah, exactly. Just have a Just have crack a quick, the door open. Be, have a quick be, coffee. A sip yeah. of coffee. Yeah. And, then and come just back be like, this is what I'm doing and just fucking own it. Yeah. I'm highly unfit. I'm disgracefully unfit. And one I'm working my, on it. One of my favorite things uh, about you is your ability to own things, you know, to just well, be like, gotta. to just be like, this is how it is. Yeah. And this is how I am. Yeah. So there's only so many things you can live are. in denial about. That's true. Yeah. Um, totally. But yeah. yeah. And also I do think like, I don't know. I, I yeah, I, I have a lot of exercise hangups. Like I really hate being injured. Mm. I hate. You know, I hate a lot of weird, I, I I don't know, and I'm trying to work out of that in a healthy way instead yes. of being like, you have to get fit overnight and have a perfect body by summer and all this stuff. No, I'm just doing this for myself, for my mental health, and for you, the listeners. <laughs> I thought you were looking at me. I'm like, for me? <laughs> wow, that's nice. For you, boy. I'm like, what should, I be, what should I do for you? You know when you go to yoga, yoga and they're like, who would you like to dedicate your yoga practice to today? I love that. Me too. One time my uncle died mm-hmm. and I dedicated my practice to him and I just burst into tears. And my instructor who really loved me came up and she was like, and who did you dedicate your practice to? And I was like, my uncle, he just died of a brain tumor. And he's like, and she was like, oh, so beautiful. And then she made the whole class dedicate the um, oh, wow. their practice to That's... like maybe my uncle or someone who just passed. Okay, was like, it was really a bit nice. Forceful to make it. Yeah, kidding. everybody, you might have lost now someone. Now you're dedicating your but practice. pennies more yeah. important than you. That's really nice. Mm. Yeah, I if we're talking about like emotional. Um, emotions while exercising. Oh, yeah. I am fully addicted to this. Uh, it's called Body Combat. Ooh. And it's a I've class. heard of this. Yeah. It's a, I mean, it's very, if you've ever gone, if you've been, if you signed up for a gym at some point, the courses, like the, with the instructors, you know, the all the all those ones, they're probably some from version Les of body. Mills or whatever, right? Okay. And that's the company. Anyways, but I'm addicted to this Body Combat. And basically, it's like punching and kicking Ooh. with like good music and, you know, whatever. And what do you but, punch, Britt? It just punched the air because <laughs> it's <Cute>. been bad. <laughs> it's true. It has been that bad. Air All these aerosols exactly. with the corona in them, it exactly. deserves a real booty shmackin'. A real punch right in the noggin. So <laughs> I just, you punch there. But I'm telling you, every every like fifth time I do this body combat class, I actually tear up because I'm like <laughs> so That's intense so about cute. it. Yeah, and I'm just like letting out any like anger or anything I'm upset about, it just comes out. When That's we're, so cute. You're hilarious. very Charlotte York. If you've ever watched Sex in the City, that there was this episode where everyone's like, Carrie, you need a therapist. And Charlotte is like this repressed, waspy, like yeah. perf- perfect girl. Um, and she's like, my family don't see therapists. We believe in playing tennis. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> it's like, so funny. That's that me. was a real Charlotte moment. Yeah. 
So anyway, I'm more of a Samantha myself. <laughs> Are you so excited about the new Sex in the City show? Yes. I don't even care if it, I know it's going to be gonna bad. It's going to be terrible. I'll yeah. probably still watch it twice. Oh, I'll watch, yeah, at least. Maybe even three times. I was thinking that we should definitely watch that together. Oh, uh, yes. Yeah. yeah. Oh my God. Big time. I know it's not cool to like Sex in the City. No, it's not. I haven't watched it for years. And I have, I have to say, like, I struggle to watch it these days. Yeah. Because it's so, like, Carrie is unbearable. That's true. Yeah. But it's, 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 it holds a very special place in my heart. It does for me as well. Because mm. for me, it was like this thing that I was like, I was like very young, right? Like, I was tw- yeah. like, tw- like, I was like 17 or, or 18 or yeah, something. And exactly. I was like waiting till 11 o'clock at night to see if yeah. I could sneak an episode. Right? Yeah. I remember watching it and being like, oh my gosh, like I hope my mom doesn't come in while I'm watching mm. Samantha spread eagle with uh, some dude. I listened to a great episode of some podcast where they talk about Sex and the City and it was like, the I think the, the guy who runs the show, Darren Starr. Yeah. He was saying, basically, we wanted none of Samantha's sex scenes to actually be sexy. We wanted them to all be yeah. hilarious. Yeah. She's like, woo, woo, Yeah, woo. yeah, yeah. All of them are, are hilarious. Uh, on that note, <laughs> no, we've talked about everything. We talked yeah. about uh, we, we talked gave, about life. Yeah, we talked talk. about style. We talked about style. <laughs> you know, we talked about exercise. Mm-hmm. That's totally lifestyle topic. Yeah, nailed it. Um, thank you so much, everyone, for listening, and thank you for all the lovely messages. Oh, that from was last so nice. week. Everybody yeah. sent some nice messages saying like they'd missed us and they were waiting for every week. We just want you to know. We would never actually stop recording this podcast forever without saying goodbye. Without saying you something. mean too much yeah, to us. Of course. We do adore you, you and love you. Yeah. I know I got some like I got a few like trickles of messages for the past like couple months where it's like, are you guys gonna come back? What's happening with the podcast? <laughs> I was like, we're coming back, we're coming back. Anyway, but it is really, really nice to be back. So thanks for listening. Yeah. Have a really nice week. And don't be a dick. For Pete's sake. For Pete's sake. (laughs) Bye.